Hey everyone, and welcome to Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Joss Richard, and this is the podcast where every week I will be joined by a special guest who either loves Three's Company, hates it, or has never even heard of it, and together we'll review an episode of the classic sitcom. Today we are talking about season three, episode 15, Stanley's Hotline. I have thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts, but first, please join me in welcoming back fellow Three's Company fan, documentary film director, and the host of the Beverly Hills 90210 podcast and the Real Eats podcast, Pete Ferrero. Hi, Pete. How are you? I'm good, Joss. It's good to see you again. Um, This is last time we got together, (laughs) I proclaimed it was my favorite Three's Company episode. Yeah, that's it. You saying I just, that, I would I would love your thoughts now okay. that if you had to rewatch it. But I just want to say, I never intended to recap this episode. I was going into the season thinking that I'm going to skip this episode because my girl Janet is not in this episode. She's my favorite character. I have, I think I've only watched this episode maybe twice in my lifetime. And I've watched like all of these episodes over and over again. And I was fine with skipping this, but you said when you were here for episode one, that this was your favorite episode. So I was like, okay, well now I need someone's perspective and it's going to be you. So what were, before we dive into the details, what are your thoughts now? Is it still your favorite episode? It's definitely not my favorite episode. (laughs) (laughs) It, It lacks Janet which is obviously what you mentioned. Um, But what I love the most about the episode is that it takes all of the sort of things that we've learned about Three's Company over the two and a half seasons, and it and it's puts it into one sort of mis, total misunderstanding, the extreme level of what that is and how funny that can be. Um, so that's what I always loved about it. And I'm a, I'm a, always a roper getting like water splashed in his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always a fan of that kind of stuff. So I think what I loved about it was listening in, uh, misunderstanding and how explosive and far that can be taken. And as we dive into this, I can explain, uh, what I'm talking about specifically. Okay. And you know what? I will say all of those points are fair. I think on paper, this is a solid episode. And I think it only proves – like the writing isn't bad. I feel like the misunderstanding is top-notch. I think that it is just so obvious that there is something lacking when Joyce Dewitt is not there. No, that I absolutely agree with. I mean, um, and that's not a no, – no shade on Linda. <laughs> Right. But we love it, we love Linda. We love Linda. Yeah. You got a Linda episode last time too. I well apparently I love Linda. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm learning. Um no, uh yeah, I mean the thing is is that Janet is sort of like the uh the heartbeat or the glue or all those cliché things that you would say about someone, but she's sort of like the sense the sense uh, sensibility of what keeps these episodes together the 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 straight man i guess if that's what they would call it in those days but she's sort of like the the glue that keeps it all together and without having that foundational support from that character it's hard to get down with like linda figuring shit out you know it's like not normal <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Okay. No, I do have thoughts. We'll we'll get to it more as we talk about yeah. like specific beats. But okay, let's just start from the beginning. And yes. we start the episode with the Ropers. And not even 30 seconds into the episode, we get a laugh to camera. I know. Well, I love that. And I always love Roper looking at the camera. As we talked last time, I'm still so confused about why Mr. Roper doesn't want to have sex with Mrs. Roper at all. This is a this I don't know why it's funny. I I've had I've asked people since we talked why is that funny writers mm-hmm. and they said it was a it was a thing from that era that the husbands never but I don't understand that. I don't relate to that at all. I mean, Mrs. Roper is a beautiful older woman. Mm-hmm. She wants to have sex with her husband. You know, how can yeah. you not get into the the giant hair and the and the and the look and the and the sort of what she brings the confidence that Mrs. Roper brings. Right. And I mean, if we're going to unpack this, like Mr. Roper must have been attracted to her at some point in their relationship. This is, this is where I'm going with this. Like at some point they got married, they were young, they they I, I don't know, I'm giving them a backstory that may not exist. Right. But but they got married, he was really into her, he wanted to have sex with her. I mean, it could not be that all these years that he's been this way. It would be right. wild. Even but you know what's funny is in previous episodes, I don't remember which episode, but there there have been conversations of like, oh, remember remember our honeymoon, remember the night we got married, and even in that breath, Helen's like, oh, like you played Scrabble all night, or you were watching some show all night. It's like even on their honeymoon, he yes. didn't want to have sex with her. So it's like, I don't think there's any fixing Mr. Roper, but as Helen. Why are you choosing to stay in this relationship? And then he's also making insulting comments, like right off the bat, it's like something about putting a second coat of makeup on or, or, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, so it's not even just that. And I know it's in the comedy context and all that stuff. And that is a very funny line, but it's not even just like he doesn't want to have sex with her. He's like repulsed by her in some in, in some way. Yeah, he's like, you're ugly. Like, he's like, yeah, you need a second coat of makeup. Like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, know. today in 2023, this is a divorce. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If you yeah. take the the character of Helen Roper when she was in her, what, 20s, 30s when she married him, it doesn't make sense. So, there is a disconnect because that yes. woman would never marry someone like him. I don't even mean to open this bubble, but it's like, you know, one of the reasons why Joyce DeWitt is not on this episode, I think, is because she was, I read, I Googled, mm-hmm. that she was in a contract dispute with yes. Three's Company. Yeah. And the writers of and producers of Three's Company have a track record of not supporting the females that were on the show, right? They did not support Suzanne. There's like sort of this this uh urban legend stuff of like what happened with them and all that like when they were making the show and so it's like the writer's perspective maybe that they don't value women in the relationship i don't know if that's too far too far of a stretch but um there is definitely an attitude sort of of like they're they're treated secondary to on the cat in the cast yeah, I mean, are we going to say Three's Company hates women? I don't know, but it do- it kind of looks that way. <laughs> I didn't. I don't mean it like that deep, but like no, I know. <laughs> it feels like there is a general attitude, like the women are not treated all that well. Yeah, I mean, and this is in a different time where Suzanne Summers like had to speak up and had to get a contract. Like this was not a thing back in like today. This would never happen, maybe. 
I don't know, maybe it still does happen, but you know, now there would be more attention. There's Twitter. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? There was none of that. Right. She fought a battle on her own. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. If Three's Company existed in the day of social media, a lot of those things would not yeah. fly for sure. So sorry to go off on a rant there. No, this is this is why we're here. We love yeah. it. <laughs> um, there's something caught in the drain at yes. the Ropers, and they're they untie or they unscrew the pipe, and we learn that it leads to the kids' bathroom upstairs, which is brilliant. I don't it's know brilliant. why it took them that long to realize, though. <laughs> it's br- right. It's brilliant and also just very convenient that, that th- like, look, I have pipes in my home and I've lived in up and down. I never have heard of this. Like, there's <laughs> what apartment complex. It's such a clear so- shot. It's like one pipe up. <laughs> It's like, and it literally goes from one bathroom to the other. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like the perfect, the perfect situation in which Mr. Roper, Roper can listen. So fine. I, I, I'm, I'll buy it. I'm in, yes. I'm in. I want to yeah. know what gossip is being shared in the kid's apartment. I want to know, and I want Mr. Roper to hear this gossip. So yes. I'm fine with how the pipe structure works at that. Look, would would the episode have been better if Mr. Roper overheard Jack and Janet having an affair? I don't know, maybe, but we didn't well, get that episode. <laughs> but this, see, see, so this is my thing too. Like, of, like, of, plus, there's all this secrecy about Jack maybe being gay and all of this. Like, the things that you would have wanted Roper to hear is right. not what we're hearing. We're hearing this kerfuffle over the rent, you know. <laughs> Right. That's a really good point, especially with Linda staying yes. there, who is his girlfriend, which okay, let's just talk about this for a second. So Janet is out of town. They don't it's yes. we don't really know exactly why. why. Yeah. So maybe she's visiting, visiting her family thing visiting family, I think, or something. Yeah. yeah. Chrissy, Linda, stop hogging the bathroom. It's my turn now. Run away, Jack. Janet goes away for one day and the whole place falls apart. Linda. I'm sorry, Jack. I'm just not used to your system. It takes time to put my face on. Well, now that you've done that, can I get in there, please? Oh, this is not my face. It's still in here. Wait a minute. (laughs) What I don't understand is why... It sounds like she's gone for maybe the weekend. Why did they have to invite Linda (laughs) to stay with them? (laughs) Because really, Jack and Chrissy cannot be trusted? Is that why? I mean, that's what they're low-key implying, that, like, they're going to be all over each other, and it's impossible for these two people to share a room, to, to share an apartment together. So uh, uh, um, Linda's brought in as the, she has to be there. <laughs> Which is so offensive on, like, so many levels, being his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Like, hey, babe, can you stay over at my place? Because... I don't know what's going to happen between me and Chrissy if you don't. Like, it's what? also like offensive to Linda in a way because that there's one point where he tells Chrissy like, "No, we're off limits. Me and Linda aren't together this this <laughs> this these few days. Like, it's off limits. Like, what what is that about? See, yeah, you promised you'd pick up my laundry. Remember? Right. Wait a minute. How come we're doing all the work? What are you going to pick up? Well, if I'm lucky, that little blonde in my pastry class. <laughs> Jack, that is your girlfriend in the other room there. Not right now. As long as she's living with us, she's off limits. Oh, 
I guess that's okay. Like I, I would never imagine saying to a girlfriend or somebody I was in a relationship with, like, "Hey, we have to call it off for these few days that you come live with Chrissy." <laughs> right. So Why? Like, first of all, so as Linda, I'm like, first of all, you want me to come over because you're afraid that you can't control yourself around your other roommate. Right. And second, when I'm there. We aren't dating. <laughs> what are these rules? Yeah, they're like so. They're so. There are rules very convenient if it was a television show, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I mean, as the writers, them saying, "Okay, well, we need another person," which honestly, they didn't even need to bring Linda in. They could have just like thrown Larry in that situation. Totally right. Like right. they didn't need to like bring in another actor, but. For them, them in the writer's room and saying, okay, we have Linda, but nothing can happen between her and Jack. So, like, let, like, what is – I don't even know what the purpose of that is. Why was, can't anything I, I, I really believe that whatever was going on with Joyce DeWitt's contract in that specific moment that they were like, let's show her – Linda's going to be in the apartment. You know what I mean? Like mm. they, we have op- we have options or something like that. And none of us, I mean, and no offense again to Linda, but like that's not the show. The right. show that we were watching for the two and a half seasons was Janet. You know, yes. you know what I mean? Like Chrissy, Janet, and Jack. That's it. So Linda was a nice, I mean, she was in the probably I think the most of the, uh, as a guest star actress, I think she's in five of them mm-hmm. as Linda. So that's yeah. a pretty big step for someone, you know, to be in that world as the extra, sort of. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was trying to analyze this. It wasn't even – like, you could have given Janet, like, Joyce DeWitt, the exact same lines. And it mm-hmm. just – it it doesn't feel the same. It's that chemistry. It's the chemistry – again, nothing against the actress who plays Linda. She's, She's amazing in her own right. But, like, she is not Joyce DeWitt. She does not have that chemistry with John Ritter. No, I, I agree with you. Um, though – I thought she was, I think, that as this is my favorite, quote unquote, favorite episode, <laughs> I thought she was, I thought she was fine. Like, I don't think she got in the way, like, where you were, like, totally put off by Linda's appearance. Yes, we've talked about how it feels a little contrived or or confusing as to why some of the details, but I don't feel like Linda was in over in it, in it like, an overabundance of time where you were like, God, I don't get this person's, why is she here? You know what I mean? Like right. they did sort of balance out her appearance in the um, in the episode. Right. I would like your perspective actually on Linda coming in and like Cindy or Terry coming into the dynamic of Jack and Janet because I felt like another actress coming in with this trio, things kind of also felt off between Jack and Chrissy. Yes. And I feel like with uh, Jenna Lee Harrison coming in, Priscilla Barnes coming in, they it, it was fine. I think that it this shows that it is specific to Joyce DeWitt that you do need her. You can't you can't you can't really do a Three's Company episode without her because as I watched this episode and made that bold claim that it was my favorite, I was like, <laughs> no, I was like, really this this would elevate uh so much more if janet was here this week you know what i mean she would have had 
such a better sort of rapport with the Ropers. They could have utilized her in, in, cause she always had that like weird, like go play Scrabble with the landlord mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing, you know? Uh, so I feel like, yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you. And there is sort of this thing that Jack and Janet were sort of like the centerpieces. That relationship was the core to the show yeah. and everything else can kind of like build around that in a way. Nobody buys anything until we pay the rent. You know, we're already 10 days late and we're $50 short. Oh, yeah. What are we going to do about that $50? Why don't you just ask your landlord for an extension? Mr. Roper, are you kidding? He's the cheapest man alive. <laughs> I bet he's got every dollar he's ever made sewn inside his mattress. <laughs> yeah, they, they overhear, he overhears all these funny jokes, Roper, about Roper. Which is hilarious. Did you find that funny? That you know where he's like, um, he hides his ma- his money in the mattress. Yes, I did find it funny. I felt <laughs> I sometimes feel bad for Roper though. He's just an old man who you know, like I feel bad yes. that they were talking shit. <laughs> he had to hear it. <laughs> but I think that's what everybody does. Um, I was just so. You know, I was just so happy that he didn't hear anything about Jack not being gay. Though there is a lot of like play with him and Linda, but I, you know, you know, you would want them to Roper to be confused by that. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I'm dating a girl that lives in this apartment. Like that would be number one. Like well, Roper has that big rule about that, so we right. don't get to hear anything like that. They left that off the table. Well, maybe that's why they had to. They it was off the off the table. Yeah, it, that's why it was off the table. Because I was thinking them not dating was specific to like the dynamic between the three of them, but maybe them not dating was for the sake of like, okay, well Roper can't overhear anything if they're not dating. I think that's true. That's what it is. But they, the writers don't make that clear. Like the no. writers make it like, we're just taking a couple of days off <laughs> because <laughs> so we've done more analysis than the writers did. A truly. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was funny when they were talking about the blender and then Roper came upstairs and brought a blender. Yes. Good for, good for Roper. This is, this is why it was my favorite for so long that Roper <laughs> had sort of, because Roper, as you said, is sort of, you feel bad for him. Like he's always kind of the butt of the joke. He doesn't know what's going on. You know what I mean? But this is the time where Roper learns, you know, their, their plan and can turn $50 into a huge to 35 minutes you know, or 25 minutes you know what i mean right like right, he's right, right. so offended by them trying to skip off on 50 bucks that he comes up with the blender which was brilliant brilliant i also want to point out that he is not going to kick them out he's just going to move them to another unit like, yes. that changes everything. Everything we've been told about the Roper is like, oh, he's so horrible. He's going to, like, kick us out in the street. It's like, no, he's just going to move you to, like, a darker unit. I don't know. Like, that's not that, that was bad. A really weird, that was a really weird thing. Like, it's darker. Like, Roper gets all <laughs> dark. It's darker and there's no windows or some <laughs> shit. I was like, okay. <laughs> but it's so cold and dark. <laughs> Yeah, like, what is that about? Like, Yeah, what is this, like, secret unit that has no windows? (laughs) The rent is 10 days overdue. Now, I want it today. If I don't get it today, I got somebody waiting who will pay more for this apartment. You mean you would throw us out into the street? No, I move you to 305. 305? That's so tiny. And dark. (laughs) Yeah, with a view of a brick wall. All of this over 50 bucks? And what about the person that just moves in there without the... 50 bucks drama you know that's like oh i'm looking for a place 
we have this cold, dark room with no <laughs> windows that's available. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? That is not up to code. Put a couple of windows in there, Roper. I mean. Terrible. Oh, Chrissy, don't worry. Yeah, Chrissy, we'll get the rent somehow. I'm not talking about the rent. I've got a wart. Look. <laughs> Which, by the way, like, I was thinking about this, too. I remember when I was growing up as a kid, warts were a big thing. They were. Like, it was in comedy. It was in jokes. You heard about warts all the time. We don't hear enough about warts anymore. Are, do people still get warts? I would imagine. I would imagine, I remember like as kids, like people, like kids got warts because they were like always like touching things or like in the swimming pools and all of that stuff. Wart jokes are not huge anymore though. We haven't, I haven't seen a show that talks about a wart in a really long time. Yeah. Like let's normalize warts. Let's bring (laughs) warts back. (laughs) But but like the level of the wart that Chrissy has is so dramatic. <laughs> like, what kind of wart is this? And so our wart—I didn't know that. Sometimes, so warts can just come and go. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I will say it is gross. Like it totally. is gross that she has a wart. Where did she get it from? Uh, who knows? Right. This is like the miscommunication. They're talking about it in the bathroom, and Mr. Roper thinks that she's having a baby. Look at me. I'm social life. Oh, no, it won't, Chrissy. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, I've seen this happen to other girls, and I never thought it would happen to me. Chrissy, it hardly shows. Not yet, but you know what torture is going to be watching this thing get bigger and bigger. (laughs) This is awful. Chrissy's going to have a baby. I mean, he's how old is Mr. Roper in these episodes? Late 60s, early 70s? I don't know. No, he's Uh, like... He's like early, like late fifties, early sixties. Oh my god! Okay. I know. So no, he looks he, he looks so young. <laughs> uh, all right, so 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 you know he's he's almost sixty, and he cannot conclude in his mind that oh she can't be talking about a baby. <laughs> like it's such a leap. What are you gonna do about it? What do you think? I'm gonna get rid of it. How? I'll go to the doctor. No, Chrissy, you don't need to go to a doctor. We can get rid of it right here. <laughs> Well, all I need is toenail clippers and a Band-Aid. It's not even the fact that he thinks she's having a baby. What blows my mind is he Mm. thinks they're going to give her an abortion themselves with toenail clippers and a Band-Aid. Yo, yo, that that was like, whoa. (laughs) First off, we're like, we're going down the abortion road as a joke, which is just like, wow. Like, we, we don't really hear many abortion jokes on television anymore but that was like and then his way of doing it was so like well or his the misunderstanding way of of it It, yeah and so roper is like totally that's a way that that's totally a a possibility or he's thinking these kids that's not how you have an abortion (laughs) (laughs) let me get up there myself and show them right (laughs) (laughs) no the toenail clippers and a band-aid was like like I gasped. <laughs> Same. I did too. I was like, whoa. So, so Rupert does come across as a little creepy at times to me. He, yeah, this episode, it does not show him in the best light. Like I I wouldn't want someone to like jump into this episode as their first time. No. Watching Thirst no, Company. Don't don't watch it because I said it was my favorite. Don't yeah, start there. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so think that through. Yeah. What 
What was so funny to me, this physical comedy moment, when he freaks out that Chrissy's pregnant and he calls Helen into the bedroom and she tackles him. This I love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. She did not waste a beat. Like she came charging into that room and like threw herself on him. <laughs> I know. But it must be that bad that she's looking for any opening, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, no, I do love that, and I do love Mrs. Roper quite a bit. Like, I love, I love her, her the way she sells some of this, and like the aggressiveness. I feel like there's a lot of times when um, Mrs. Roper is so. I'm gonna just jumping ahead a little bit. Is yeah. so familiar with who Mrs. Roper is by this point that I felt like there was an improv moment when she comes up and she calls the kids in, and she's kind of confused, and she she's having she's laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember this part where she's like she's laughing at uh, the confusion once it's sold that yes. it's all confused and all this and she keeps laughing and laughing and she notices that Jack or John Ritter is you know doing this fun facial expression every time that she's laughing big and then she laughs bigger so I feel like there was a little bit of play mm. between them her reading off of John Ritter doing like the eyes and having a moment there where they were probably allowed to improv some of that and so it may have probably and I don't know this but I it just felt like there was a really nice chemistry that Mrs. Roper not only has with Mrs. Roper but with with John Ritter as well yeah I didn't notice that I'm gonna have to go back and watch that Yes. Because, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to jump ahead, but yeah. No, oh my gosh. But no, that that does sound like something like I mean, doing this for three seasons, there has yeah. to be that trust and you have fun with it. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna go and look at Watch that. that. Yeah, because I feel like as the audience was laughing bigger you know what I mean like she's reacting bigger and he's doing the eyes more and there's like sort of this like really beautiful moment between the two actors. There is a line that Mr. Roper says um, when they're talking about Chrissy being pregnant. And he's like, oh, it's like some guy. And she's like, very good, Stanley. And he's <laughs> like, he was talking about kids these days. And he's like, they think that sex is fun. <laughs> and I'm like, that says so much about their relationship. <laughs> it totally does. And Mr. Roper in general. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. So he definitely looks at this as, and I don't know that, maybe there are, maybe that was a thing back in the day that women... I, I don't know. Like, it's just so weird that the Mr. Roper would never want to have sex with his wife. And it's really never explained as to why. It's just a funny thing between them. And, yeah, you know. And I know it's like, oh, it was for the joke. Like, the writers didn't think that deep into it. But it's like, as the actors... Like as Norman, why doesn't my husband want to have sex with me ever? Yeah, like Norman. <laughs> right, yeah. Norman Fell, your mo- your your motivation is you do not want to sleep with your wife. It's like why, <laughs> why it's don't so, I want to? Sleep yeah, with her? exactly. I would love more an uh, analogy on this topic yeah. because it's really like you should do a roundtable about this. We, I we sh- yeah, we will bring everyone and we will we will discuss. all your guests. Bring them in to discuss why. Yes. Everyone who's ever been a guest. Yes, please. Oh, my gosh. So Mrs. Roper ends up going upstairs, and she's talking with Chrissy. And it, it is a sweet moment, actually, between her and Chrissy yes. at first, before like we get into like this misunderstanding further, that – She's like, oh, you know, like a lot of people want to have a baby. And, um, you know, it, it kind of gives you a glimpse into like maybe that's what Mrs. Roper wanted and she never got it. But then she like turns out to be like pro-life and <laughs> she's like, I want you to keep it. Yes. That makes sense for Mrs. Roper though. It yes. does. <laughs> yeah. She said 
just wait a year and then you can always give it away. Did you mm-hmm. catch that line? Yes. Because like, people are people are, people would love to adopt now and shit. Like it's like what? <laughs> like it's, it's just so like, wild. Just like so just the idea of like, oh yeah, like keep the baby. And if you don't want it, you can just give it away. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe that's not the best advice. <laughs> no, the way they handled adoption and abortion in this episode was definitely a wild version of it. You know what I mean? Like, Greasy dear, just wait one year, and then if you still feel the same way, you can always give it away. Who'd want a thing like that? Yeah, and Chrissy, poor Chrissy has no idea what they're talking about. But I do feel the one of the things I love why it's one of my favorite episodes. There's a couple of moments here where like Mrs. Roper and Chrissy are in this back and forth dialogue, right? About Mm -hmm. where the misunderstanding is continuing. But this is where Three's Company is at its best, where like there's almost like a dance in the words, right? Where they're like, it's building. She says this, she says that. She says, oh, give it away. And and Chrissy's still confused. And they're they're building and building and building to this explosive point where we hit the big joke. I think Roper hits his head or something along those lines while listening because they say something. And, like, that's where Three's Company's at its most brilliant is building up the tension or the comedy inside of the misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And it happens a couple of times in this episode where even though there's no Janet, and I think it would have excelled with Janet for sure yeah. without Linda. Yeah. But there is sort of like you're seeing the misunderstanding being in the or the farce being done in such a like a beautiful way between the actors. And I think um, Chrissy and Mrs. Roper is the perfect example of seeing that. Agreed. Well, you talking about Janet and how if she was in this episode, I feel like this could have been a maybe a top 10 episode. I yes. think they could have even had the bar go even higher and maybe Jack and Janet also thought that Chrissy was pregnant. You know, like, I think it just could have been, yes. the stakes could have been a lot higher. Um, but did you find it funny when Mr. Mrs. Roper and Chrissy were talking about how she got pregnant? Would you like to tell me how this happened? Wait, I don't have the slightest idea. <laughs> you don't? Well, maybe it's from eating too much Italian food. <laughs> Oh, Chrissy, I, I think it's time for us to have a little talk. Well, you know, Jack thinks it's a virus. <laughs> I better have a talk with him. <laughs> yes, and Mrs. Roper, yeah, like it was like a chicken parmesan that got her pregnant. <laughs> and Mrs. Roper is like, is, you know, thinks Chrissy is this innocent, like, I don't know, stupid kid that just, like, is is she that... I guess, and it's also playing off the ditzy blonde thing, is she that ditzy that she thinks that she got pregnant from Italian food? <laughs> I mean, it's it's so silly. It's so silly. <laughs> or she's like, my, my cousin had one that was 10 pounds, and it's in Harvard <laughs> Medical School now. I know. That I was, know. That was funny. So that's some, some of that's brilliant, though. It is. It is. It's They do Leaning it into so my well. favorite episode or whatever that I said like it's so brilliant the writing is so it's so spot on right there they're just having so so much confusion inside the confusion right and I think a lot of people underestimate Three's Company because they think it's like oh it's all just misunderstanding but they do misunderstanding so well and it is hard to do a misunderstanding every episode Totally. Because at some point you'd want someone to move in that like understands what the misunderstanding is like. Right. It's a wart. (laughs) 
you know, you almost want someone to just be able to be there and be like, you guys are good. Okay, it's a wart. Stop, guys. <laughs> that would have been, that could have been Linda, but yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. was, uh, she was in the kitchen. Oh, I found Linda interesting because at one point, Linda is so, <laughs> does not belong in this episode. There's a part where, like, Jack is, like, worried about the rent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Linda has nothing to, like, she has no way to help them. <laughs> Like, she's literally, said, like, can't help them with anything. I'm like, why is she here? You know? Why? That's what I said. She's like, oh, like, you know, you're always welcome to anything I have. She, and, she Jack, actually, and Jack's like, oh, thanks, but, like, maybe later. I'm like, wait, but she just said she can give you some money. And, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, but it's so, like, even that's what, that, that whole part was confusing, too. I'm like, because you said that you have this strict policy that you can't hook up while you're in the, the house, at, and now you're going to hook up with her anyway. I mean, and then also she's just, she just, they just tried to fit her in and fit someone into that. And it, and in that moment, like, she couldn't offer them any help. She didn't offer any advice. Like, hey, are you guys sure that she's talking about. A wart or like or, or a baby? The, a baby? Like, yeah. I feel like. She didn't really bring anything in- interesting, any dynamic to the scenes. Like, no. I mean, not, I don't mean the actress. I just mean the character didn't have any reason to be there. Right. They could have totally gotten away with, like, as you said at the top of this, of it just being like, you know, Chrissy and Jack staying there. We don't always need the three. And I think eventually in seasons, they did do things like that. They eventually did have it just like someone went away and it was just the two of them and and. They felt more confident in that for some reason. Yeah. And I think that that shows the power, again, of Joyce DeWitt because when Suzanne Summers wasn't showing up in season five and they had to tape without her, it was just Jack and Janet and it was fine. It yeah. was It was fine because you – I feel like Jack and Chrissy are almost like kind of too similar that like you can't have sure. like physical comedy and then also a dumb blonde. Like you would get nowhere. You yeah. need You need the Janet character. And the thing about it is the Janet character, I think we talked about this last time, it's it's just one of the reasons why, the, like, if Linda play, w- was Janet, it would not, it, there's something really beautiful about Joyce DeWitt as Janet. Like, that, that is something that is, it's one of the most, from a 70s comedy, it's one of the most important characters on television. Yeah. Because, um if we're going to get we're, we're going to watch this every week we can watch all of the other characters being super extreme and and doing the things that they do but the one that i think most of us all relate to is our friend janet you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. that's the one person that we would want to be friends with and be like oh my god she totally gets what's going on here she's us in this situation and it takes a really special actress to 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 play that and i think that's what joyce did our friend janet yeah they learn that Mr. Roper was eavesdropping and they go into the bathroom and they try to pull one over him. And they're like, oh, Mrs. Roper said she's going to pay for all of the baby expenses. And he freaks out and comes upstairs. Chrissy's baby. <gasps> Where'd you hear about that? Through the pipe. Listen, I know a wonderful doctor. Uh, uh, could... What pipe is that, Mr. Roper? The pipe in the bathroom. Anyway, so you were doc- eavesdropping. How could you? Well, I... I That's I, I, illegal, Mr. Roper. It is? Yeah. Isn't that like wiretapping? It's what? worse. It's pipe tapping. <laughs> I didn't mean anything. This is serious I, business, Mr. Roper. You violated the Constitution. I did? Yes, there is nothing more sacred than a man's plumbing. <laughs> you violated 
their civil rights. And the baby's civil rights. You're in big trouble, Stanley, if they decide to take you to court. Big trouble. I felt bad when they were like, this is illegal. And Roper's like, it well, is? Like, I felt bad. Okay, so I was like... <laughs> so confused by that element of it the way that they made eavesdropping as if it was like a top 10 federal offense <laughs> you know this, you could go to jail yeah. for this shit you know like eavesdropping yeah. through the sink for like is, 10 to 15 years like i don't know what they said but they were like no. really ganging up on him do you think this has something to do with like watergate is this oh, a water maybe what year was that I think Watergate is like probably 72, 3, maybe. I'm hoping I'm right about that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's definitely the 70s. Like, do you think wiretapping and eavesdropping, is that why that's funny? Is it something that's over our head and, like, we just missed because it's, like, of the time and of the era? They don't say Watergate anywhere. No, they don't. But, I mean, it didn't. 72 to 74. But this is technically Watergate. Yeah. Because they're listening via the sink. So maybe that's what it is. It's like a play on that. But like, because when he, when they were like, oh, that's an offense. I was like, okay, it makes sense. You're like listening in on a private conversation. But when they brought in like going to jail, I was like, whoa. And apparently <laughs> the, the, apparently the, like the punishment is 50 bucks. He just takes he just takes fifty bucks off the rent, and all of that high level criminal stuff is now off the table because he got fifty bucks. He knocked yeah. fifty bucks off. Yeah, the rent. yeah, yeah. But I did feel but bad. It was for extreme. It was. Extreme. It was like an extreme, an extreme level of like accusation. Yeah, and that's when Linda came in. She was like, "Yeah, Mister Roper, you can go to jail." It's like, Linda, where have you been this whole time? Like, get out of here. <laughs> she just got here. Yeah, you she just, just got here. Up. <laughs> yeah. And then we don't ever I don't think the next week we ever hear about Linda again. <laughs> like No, I don't like I think that's the end of Linda because never to be never to be seen again. No, she she's not she's not in season 4. Um No, I think this is it. I I I mean maybe one more maybe one more thing that they try to do with her, but it, it didn't make sense that Jack would have a long-term girlfriend. Like that's not what the audience would want to see. You know, no, you either want to see him like... hook up with one of the 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 roommates or uh, to keep building that tension, or you want to see him going on dates with other, you right. want Jack to be single. I mean, if you even want to call his relationship with, like, relationship was a loose term. I feel like she would appear every few episodes as his girlfriend, but, like, in between, he was always dating someone else. Totally. Like, even inside this episode, he, it feels like... <laughs> Right? I feel like even inside this episode, he's referencing someone else that he wants to date while he's with Linda, living while she's there. Yeah, because she he's talking to Chrissy and he's like, oh, I'm going to ask out someone from, from my cooking class. And she's yes. like, Jack, your girlfriend's in there. And he's like, she's not my girlfriend. <laughs> For the next few days, which is such a like odd, <laughs> odd thing. I found that like that part to be so crazy Yeah, that he's like actively like pursuing someone i mean it's fine he's single i guess but his girlfriend is literally living in the this is not the place to discuss this wait for her to not be there yeah maybe have this discussion when like she's not living with you like you can wait you can wait a few days jack it's not that <laughs> right why this weekend yeah it exactly. feels like a, it feels like a lot that you have to talk to the girl at cooking class today uh. yeah so now we have the tag scene and they're finally fixing the pipe and this is when you get your roper Splash with water. 
Did you I find it funny? That. I did. did. I did find that funny. I love anytime water screw, like splashes in his face while he can't. I like that he's inept at fixing anything in the apartment, you know, and that's something that they kept with um, Furley, too. I love that sort of physical comedy that that Roper could do. Like yeah. he could get splashed in the water with the water and then you hear Chrissy singing through the annoyingly <laughs> singing through the pipes. And we have a brilliant Three's Company episode. Um Final Thoughts. I I dial back my favorite of all time. <laughs> I still think it's a very good episode. I'm curious for you as someone who was like almost gonna skip this episode. Mm-hmm. Are you happy that you didn't that you did not skip it? And did you find bits and pieces that you liked? No, I didn't find pieces that I liked. <laughs> I don't okay. I don't regret recording this, though, because I thought we had a really good conversation and a lot of great points were brought up. So I feel like this was necessary and like very enjoyable. But the episode itself, I still feel the same way. I'm like, would never recommend it. Okay, I would say that the I do love I'm going to stand by my statement Mm -hmm. that they the misunderstanding is very good in this episode. If you were to watch this episode. I would not be upset if someone says like I watched this episode and it was I was thinking about the pipe like it's fine it's yeah. not you're not gonna lose anything by seeing this episode is what I feel but you would recommend skip and go on to the next one I just think I just think that it is so obvious that there is something lacking in the dynamic with without 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 Janet, Janet. that's a very that's a very valid point. Yeah. If if this was maybe your first episode, like anyone's first episode, I don't think they would notice. I think it's just like it's it's enjoyable, it's good misunderstanding. But I think that, yeah, it's just you just feel that she's not. There's something off. <laughs> I wonder if we are hypersensitive to Janet. Like it's only one week that she wasn't there. It's not like this is a series. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like this is a series of weeks where Janet was missing. It's like she was just missing this one week and Roper got all the all the pipes mixed up and all that. Like I yeah. I wonder if you were an audience member in the 70s, if you would have even been like, Oh, Jesus, Janet wasn't there. Like, well, that brings up a good point because it's like, what were people thinking when Suzanne wasn't there? Yeah, no, like, that's a bigger I think that's a bigger drama, you know, than Janet missing a week. And I think because we know it's going to be okay, like sure. we, we know there's going to be a Cindy, we know there's going to be a Terry, but I guess like if you were tuning in that that week and Chrissy was gone, you're like, wait, what? You know, the thing about it is too, you have to think about like this one, there was this, 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 to my point earlier, like this company, this production company was clearly not valuing the actors or the performers being contracted to their show and they made it shot, shot to go after you know, maybe Linda replacing Janet in this one week. So it's like, they obviously must have learned some way that people like Janet, you know, because yeah. they, they negotiated, they made it all work out and Janet was back. So it's, it's like, they must have learned quickly that, uh, whereas Chrissy was dramatic and cu- being covered in whatever the gossip magazine thing was at the time, like it was a big deal, but like with Janet, like they did not even, Blink. Mm-hmm. They made sure that Janet was there. 
yeah. I, I'm just assuming that because I love Janet so much. Right, right. And yeah. then maybe maybe it feels like such a loss because like we've watched the whole show and we know that you need Janet. But yes. and we and we can look back now and say, okay, you don't necessarily need the Chrissy character. She's more replaceable. But which would be which is totally shocking probably in the 70s. Yeah. Because like, you know, Suzanne was such a like dyna- dynamic star. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she was the the reason, you know, the the reason that they assumed guys were coming to watch the show, right? So, right. Uh, but it really, well, at the heart of it, it was this incredible actress, Joyce DeWitt, as Janet, because she really does. I agree with your point that, like, if Janet was in this episode, it takes it from, like, maybe, in my view, a seven out of ten. A seven? Oh, my. <laughs> wow. I knew that, I, I knew that was going to get you. <laughs> I would say, like, a two and a half. <laughs> okay. I'll go six. Five. I'll go five. I'll okay. go five. No, you are. I. I am not shaming you. I. I, I respect your opinion. <laughs> Only because the 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 some of the scenes in the dialogue is written between Chrissy and Mrs. Roper are so good, and uh, and the 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 performances with the actors is really good. So I always give a little bit more to that, but I do understand that Janet's missing and it sucks. Yeah, yeah. You really like Janet. I love Janet. <laughs> Janet's my girl. I, yeah, I got it. but um, Pete, this was this was so nice. Thank you, thank you for coming on again. You are definitely be coming back whenever you. you would like. You are always yes. welcome back on the podcast. Um, and we gotta, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be like in the furly season soon. I see. So you gotta bring me back. There's so many furly things that are interesting. Oh yeah, no, you're definitely coming back for sure. I I appreciate that. Of course, and I love being here. <laughs> we love having you, and like it's so nice to talk to someone who like gets the show, you know. So yes. um, always appreciate having you, and everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and be sure to tune in next week as we talk about. I don't know what episode we're talking about next. Episode 17, 16? Who knows? 